Welcome to Swiftly Spoken, a fan-made Taylor Swift podcast in which we break down her lyrics, deep dive into full album retrospectives, and theorise about what may be coming next. We are your hosts, Cameron and Lisa, and in the wake of Speak Now, Taylor's version, we're revisiting our Speak Now story series by discussing Taylor's inspirations and hidden secrets behind the songs on her third studio album. We're going to be dividing this task into three episodes released over the next month and a half as a way to celebrate and count down to Speak Now Taylor's version. In each episode, we're going to be breaking down the songs from a chronological perspective of the order in which it seems most likely that Taylor originally wrote them. We also wanted to give some credits before we start off to the Tumblr user Taylor on your dash for compiling the sources related to Speak Now chronologically. Speak Now is a very personal and diaristic album, and almost every song seems to link to very specific events that Taylor lived through in her personal or professional life. It was made intimately between Taylor and Nathan Chapman, and as described in the Lover Journals, she was constantly writing and then travelling to Nathan's home studio to record. The first song written, which technically wasn't written for Speak Now, but the first song that ended up on Speak Now that was written was Sparks Fly, which was written back in 2006. For more information on this song, go and see our episode in which we decipher the original lyrics, all of the changes this song went through, and also that we go through the touching story of how the song almost didn't make it at all, and ultimately it all came full cycle, and it was the last song that Taylor included and added onto the album before it was kind of like put out into the world. But it has a really nice story behind it and we had a lot of fun deciphering those lyrics, going through like the original versions in that episode. So if you are interested in knowing more about this specific song, go check out its specifically dedicated episode. So kicking off into the main bulk of the kind of Speak Now writing. So there are a handful of songs written early on in mid-2009 that are rumoured to be about Joe Jonas, and these are the initial songs that were written for Speak Now. So the first of these songs is Haunted. So Haunted seems to echo many of the kind of doubts of Forever and Always, but much in a much more kind of depressive and slightly less angry tone. Interestingly, when discussing Haunted, it's important to kind of mention the secret message that was included in the CD booklets. So Haunted's secret message is still to this day. And this links back to a quote that Taylor said about this song in the um, Speak Now track by track video. And basically Taylor's quote is that it's about the moment that you really realize that the person you're in love with is drifting and fading fast and you don't know what to do but in that period of time in that phase of love where it's fading out time goes by so slowly everything hinges on what that last text message said and you're realizing that he's kind of falling out of love that's a really heartbreaking and tragic thing to go through because the whole time you're trying to tell yourself it's not happening I went through this and I ended up waking up in the middle of the night writing and writing this song about it What's quite interesting is obviously this is still a kind of Taylor waking up in the middle of the night and writing a song is obviously something that mm. is still a very kind of key aspect of Taylor's songwriting with obviously the release of Midnight's, which is quite interesting. But going yeah. back on to Haunted, what's your kind of feelings about Haunted, its message, when it was written, all, all of the above? Yeah, so Haunted is, again, when we're talking about these songs and who the muse may have been or may not have been, we got to always take it with a grain of salt unless it's like completely confirmed by Taylor. We are also just giving our opinions. You know, nothing is set in stone. But it does seem like what you mentioned. It is kind of the version of Forever and Always, which bear in mind Forever and Always was the last song added quickly 
to Fearless before that was put out. Mm -hmm. And this seems like the continuation of it, but did you forget everything in Forever and Always and back up, back up? And Haunted is just like the sad version of that. Like, I know you're not gone, you can't be gone, but unfortunately, yeah, yeah, they're gone. And yeah, that's such an interesting thing that you pointed out there, the middle of the night. It's so, so typical in Taylor and it's continued still to this day, just like The Secret Message. Exactly. And Taylor kind of summarizes it perfectly about what this kind of song is about. But it's so funny that something that is such a kind of common thing of like everything hinges on what like the last text message said, but then it's turned into this like gorgeously metaphorical mm. and like like fairy tale esque. Because Haunted does, even though obviously it's a kind of a sad, like it is fairy tale. It still it has is. like that kind of fairy tale feel to it. Yeah, which yeah. is so funny that it's literally about like waiting for a text message you know what I mean? uh, which is so like mundane in comparison to haunted which is just so fairy tale and theatrical and dramatic so i just love that taylor again just turns such a like normal feeling really of feeling like you're falling out of love with someone and that is kind of fading away into something that is just so poetic and i i, I love haunted it is one of my favorites it also had a second life really uh during tour when it the production of it yes. i know a lot of people really really enjoy that version with the bell which became a, another yes. iconic I- piece of imagery from the speak now era so i think that's an interesting thing to add as well i have to say personally that haunted is not one of my favorites from speak now i don't know why it's never been my favorite from speak now but i guess it's up against some big big competition as we're going to be seeing as we get into these songs yeah no i i definitely love that it did have that big moment on tour and i cannot wait to hear it again for the first time yeah yes oh i can't wait there's so many there's so many songs well to be fair the majority of speak now i can't wait all of it really but yeah (laughs) and haunted is so exciting haunted is exciting i really 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 hope that it has that kind of big grand production and hopefully taylor's vocals are just gonna absolutely kill it so yeah fingers crossed i'm excited about that one too moving on next up we have quite a controversial song the most debated song out of all of speak now which, of course, is Better Than Revenge. We've spoken about this song time and time again. I think it's a, a big, big thing and a big talking piece when it comes to this album. So, again, this song represented Taylor's more of the anger side of things, uh, inspired a lot by the Jonas Brothers song Much Better, which it directly quotes which is so, so interesting. This is one of the times where Taylor, I love when she does that. I love when she takes... Mm other artist songs that may be about her or maybe not but she felt called out or she felt like she wanted to mention that one in specific she sometimes does it with also writing and literature in some of her latter songs but in these ones where she literally quotes the direct moment of that song love that the hidden message is you thought i would forget but she did not forget and when talking about this song Taylor mentioned that it's about a girl who a few years ago stole my boyfriend. I think she probably thought I forgot about it, but I didn't. When we talk about Better Than Revenge, how do you feel about it? We have spoken about this before and about her changing it or not changing it. But in light of recent events and with Speak Now coming really, really fast, Taylor's version, how are you feeling about this song now more than ever? I just love Better Than Revenge. I know it might be controversial, but I just love it. It's such a like like maybe not the, some of its messaging but just it as a song and yeah I, 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 I'm excited to hear it like generally I'm really excited to hear it and hear Taylor's new vocals on it and yeah and, and it is you know it, it it isn't great that but realistically it's only really I think that it's that one line that makes it you know yeah the overall the sentiment 
it's been echoed in songs throughout history because it's that horrible feeling of feeling pushed away or rejected Betrayal. and yeah. being replaced by someone different yeah. and she has broached Which that I think theme many times mr perfectly fine is a really good example good for you by olivia rodrigo yeah um, you're happy and healthy um, you know, with someone vu. else yeah 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 deja yeah, vu by true. olivia rodrigo but it just doesn't have that same that line is bad it's bad yeah, exactly yeah. um but i think what's interesting um is the recent rolling stone mm-hmm. article and i think they really perfectly kind of said like i don't know they just really perfectly kind of worded why it wouldn't be sensible to change it and basically they kind of said that changing the past for speak now taylor's version or using it to make some kind of grand feminist statement would not only feel dishonest but it would compromise her goal of devaluing her old records and i think that that is a really kind of concise and just good way of kind of describing it that Mm. it would come across I don't think it would come across as like, oh, this is really good. It would just come across as cheap. Revisionist. It would just come across as really cheap and just and just not, I don't know, I, I just think. And also it would totally then defeat the whole element of, course. of the Taylor's version. But then you could very much say, well, Girl, Girl at, home. at Home. Exactly. It's a perfect example. That this is, is true. Not the original. And every so often I do, obviously I bought them on iTunes and I listen to them on my phone and they're, mm. you mm. know, I'm not streaming it at all. But every so often I do go back to the original Girl at Home because I'm just like, oh yeah, I wonder what that sounds like again. Because it is just so different. So I'll listen to the Taylor's version and be like, oh, oh let's compare it to the original again. Um, this so is I feel it. like if you do change, but I, so it's like if she does do that, then Better Than Friends, realistically, the original will still have some sort of lis- listenership because people will go back and be like, oh yeah, like, what's different? All this well, is, you especially know? in that moment, and exactly. If we have a change, you're like, well, what changed and why did it change? And what's the yeah, story behind exactly. it? And so and unfortunately, then there'll be articles yeah. about it and more people are like going to go out of their way to see why it changed and what the original was. Whereas I think it's, I think it's like the Bible dries down effect. I think we mentioned before that it's like, if she just releases it, then there's no difference. Whereas I think you'd only give better than revenge more attention if you changed it because it'd be like oh what was the original like then that was so bad so i don't know i think we shall see how it rolls out i think whatever way taylor goes about it she clearly thinks is the best way rocky taylor we don't really get enough of it you know slightly like punky pop paramory taylor basically i just don't think we get enough of so other than really eyes open better than revenge there are a couple here and there um so i'm quite excited for it yeah whatever happens it will be very interesting to see the outcome and also to comment about the you know what happens after it is released yeah definitely and i I think and what is interesting is that with the taylor's versions taylor is rewriting elements of her there are things that are revisionist in a way yeah exactly like girl at home this was a movie obviously yeah um and obviously adding certain adding the vault tracks is that's just a prime example of that that totally changes up the album or even for example putting you know like an album like red which was not an explicit album now the taylor's version is explicit yeah um so you know that she there is elements of that so it'd be intriguing how much she chooses to do that and whether the negative the kind of negative maybe controversial association to better than revenge is enough to warrant Mm. changing it but we shall see but yeah but it's still interesting to kind of discuss the realm of, realm of speak now and when it was written and the fact it was written around a song like haunted is quite interesting that they were kind of some of the earlier 
Speak Now tracks. So the next track is If This Was a Movie, and we've recently been speaking a lot about this one, as obviously it has now been taken off of Speak Now. And if you've seen our recent episodes, you'll know how we feel about this, especially myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But this was a track that's always kind of stuck out to fans for being the only co-write, and it was obviously written with Martin uh, Johnson from uh, Boys Like Girls. So yeah, If This Movie, I feel like we've kind of got into quite a lot, but there's not really that much that Taylor's really ever said about the track. There's not a hidden message. There are a couple of fake ones out there, um, but there's no official kind of hidden message. And Taylor's never really outright said, unlike the previous two tracks, this track is about this. But obviously now it now has a new home on Fearless, Taylor's version. But yeah, if this movie was the kind of next one in the or appears to be the next song kind of written in the chronology of writing speak now yeah around that time and it makes sense because it is also you know six months gone so it obviously was six months after the whole thing the whole relationship yeah and it is just a a nice wistful sad song about Mm. the ending what about the ending well there there really wasn't one exactly came to an abrupt i think close exactly yeah i think what's quite interesting is about these three songs so far is maybe the juvenile element to them obviously they were the first ones written and you've got like carrying um, on if this from, was a movie from which I, the fearless, fearless kind of world mm. yeah and i think what's interesting about if this was a movie that obviously it was a co-write so this was clearly before she decided to make speak now or decide to write solo obviously better than revenge obviously does have quite a youthful look on that situation and maybe not a, like a wiser more nuanced look on it and then even haunted turning something kind of so simple into something quite dramatic and theatrical is maybe something that's slightly juvenile so I do, I do think that's quite interesting with these th- first three is that there's an element of maybe her not knowing where the album is going and obviously if these were written like early mid 2009 songs like Mr Perfectly Fine were actually written like later yeah that is something that's very very funny on Fearless. to to know yeah you're completely right this is something that we spoke about when we went in and deep dived the fearless vault and we spoke about when they were supposedly written or at what point and it was interesting to see the big crossover between the end of fearless and platinum version of fearless and speak now and now obviously Phyllis Taylor's version and whatever we see mm. on Speak Now Taylor's version, there is so much crossover. And I think we'll find the same thing happening, obviously, for debut whenever that becomes a re-recorded yeah. album as well. Because as we know, there's some songs on that Phyllis Vault that really can be dated back to and obviously Sparks Fly is the perfect example. Yeah, exactly. Of this. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, these three do seem to cross over. Quite, and I've always I've always distinguished Taylor albums like that. To be fair, I've always seen them in pairs of three. Like for right. me, I see the first three. I see Red to Reputation. Oh God, what uh, a big to, change yeah, between the three, though. Kind of one, exactly. But I still see them as kind of one. Okay. Because like Red merges into 1989, and obviously what happened with 1989 is literally Reputation is a direct reflection of. Mm. And then I see like Lover, Folklore, and Evermore as very as a three. But then part of me, weirdly, part of me sees the first three. I could actually argue I see the first three. So debut to speak now. Then maybe I see Red 989, and then I think maybe Reputation Lover. Yeah, I agree with that. Then Folklore Evermore, and then uh, Taylor's versions and Midnight's. Taylor's versions, Midnight's, yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's true. Actually, I might see it more like that, thinking about it. Yeah, I agree with you. See them as almost like a three, two, 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 and then three. Yeah, and then here we are. Yeah, definitely, Mm. definitely. The last song in these batch of songs that we're going to be talking about wasn't technically written right at this point, but we've shoved it in together because we have a 
entire episode in which we break this song down like from the beginning to the ending just because it's such a beautifully written song it has such a specific message behind it it has created an entire special day which Swifties celebrate year in year out and that song is of course Last Kiss it really is a lovely song I, well, it's very deeply sad oh, yeah. but it and is what's interesting is obviously mm. obviously it's this th- th- that holiday so say mm. the Swifty holiday of July 9th has now obviously impacted the re-release of Speak Now because it's now being released on July 7th so that it can be released before July 9th so Last Kiss is such a like fundamental song to that album and now it's re-recorded version i feel vindicated once again i think i've said this before i i called for that for years on end and here we are Mm. and so i'm so happy but yeah that's the first time that taylor has actually really taken notice of the yeah acknowledge and take a note of it and said yeah july 9th if you know you know uh, we do know. Yeah. We've been banging on about it for years. Uh, I think the only thing that we can really talk about here, which again, even this we spoke about before in our Speak Now, Taylor's version re-recorded what we expected from, you know, that album, but shaky breath. She's got to yes. do it. Yes, I've... I, I hope so. I've seen a lot on TikTok I'm recently scared. about it where everyone's like, I know. we need that shaky breath. But I, I think I think she listens, Taylor listens, and she knows what we want. So hopefully she'll be on it yeah let's hope so because i don't know why but it's just such a raw moment in the album that really shows like she was going through it for that song and isn't that crazy to think that she really feels things deeply because that technically the song was recorded a long time after the entire thing had gone down and it's funny to to see these songs in this kind of batch all batch together supposedly all about this same person again supposedly but it does go through like the stages of anger and regret and denial and sadness and then just like deeply deeply thinking about it and being really really sad that i didn't expect it to end like this they all have the common theme though of things abruptly ending not realizing and then suddenly being like oh it's the end so the next song kind of written for speak now was um never grow up and basically the kind of backstory behind this song is that in july of 2009 taylor moved out of her family home inspiring her obviously to write never grow up and interestingly the secret message perfectly kind of reflects this because it says i moved out in july and taylor herself said that never grow up is a song about the fact that i don't quite know how i feel about growing up it's tricky growing up happens without you knowing it Growing up is such a crazy concept because a lot of times when you're younger, you wish you were older. I look out into a crowd every night and I see a lot of girls that are my age and going through exactly the same things as I'm going through. Every once in a while, I look down and I see a little girl who is seven or eight and I wish I could tell her all of this. There she is becoming who she is going to be and formatting her thoughts and dreams and opinions. I wrote this song for those little girls, which I I think is just really sweet. I've always loved Never Grow Up for me and I, I mean this in the nicest way possible mm. it is a skip because I can't get through it because it's so emotional right. and I, I just find it so sad mm-hmm. so I don't listen to it it's not one that I really listen to but it is such a gorgeous song and it's just and it is it perfectly describes that feeling of like I'll never forget when I kind of moved out first and went to uni and stuff the first the second I was left alone in my room the first thing I did was like oh, I put it never grow up on because mm. I'm gonna really hurt my feelings and make myself feel really sad because I'm really stupid <laughs> no. um, and I think because never grow up does just it just does capture that feeling of like god I wish I was you know eight years old again or 14 years old again and mm. if I was that age again I wouldn't wish that I was 20 18 you know however old 
Yeah, um, that's exactly it. So when you're I, that I young, love, you I love are, never grow up. You do kind of look towards the future and you can't wait for it and you're so desperate to reach mm. it. And like Taylor says, no, take pictures, remember these moments and appreciate exactly. them for what they are. Don't and I think, be embarrassed about silly things. And it's very hard to say because when you are that age, it is all very awkward and all very ugh. But when yeah. you get older, you look back and it is quite nostalgic and you think, oh, I really, I wish I, we, I wish I could. Kind of, yeah. Exactly. There's so many days you just wish you could go back to that. But I think what's really lovely as well about the song is that she basically sings directly to herself. Um, as a child and it's almost like she kind of in the song I've always kind of pictured her basically like meeting herself as a child and being like just don't grow up like yeah just stay how you are and all will be fine it's like before you were kind of damaged and before the world was all really big and scary and I, I love Never Grow Up but unfortunately it's not one that I go out of my way to listen to because it is just a little bit kind of heavy and a bit emotional but it is such a good one and I can't wait to hear kind of Taylor's vocals on it and obviously it's kind of Obviously, it's kind of message now of Taylor, and I'm sure that this song will resonate with her even more now than it did even back then. With that, we've come to the end of this portion of our series of Speak Now stories. Like we said, if you want to check out our other stories that we already went into great detail uh, for Sparks Fly and Last Kiss, then you can do so. There's a whole playlist up on our YouTube channel in which we add everything to do with stories behind the music of uh speak now and things that we're looking forward to for taylor's version it's all there so if you want to check that out we do encourage you to do that and in the next few weeks we'll be releasing the other two parts in which we talk about some very very interesting songs from the album some of my favorites that have really such cool backstories to them such poignant moments of inspiration some really sad some really really happy ones in general speak now is just such a fun album to talk about when we look at the diaristic writing because it's so well written that you can literally pinpoint moments and feelings perfectly and that's what's really really lovely about it and that's why it's so magical to revisit please join us for those episodes as they will be coming very soon and for now you can follow us over on instagram which is at swiftly spoken podcast if you enjoyed this episode please give us a thumbs up and leave a comment telling us which one is your favorite song out of this batch of speak now songs and finally if you are listening over on spotify or apple music thank you very much for listening and leave us a uh, rate us sorry and let us know if you enjoy the podcast Thank you.